is Camilla and you're listening to The Cat's Whisker, a time machine for all those who love rock and roll and want to know everything about it. People, stories and the music that changed the world. In a few words, it doesn't matter whether you've lived through those years or just like me, you've always wondered what it was like. I have loads of stories to tell and great music to play. So let's roll! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cat's Whisker, this is Camilla and I am very happy to be talking about something really really interesting today, or well should I say someone really really interesting, yes because today's episode is all about Helen Shapiro, an amazing singer that became famous when she was only 14 in the pre-Beatles era and sadly today is hugely forgotten, but not for long because now we're gonna talk about her and I will tell you why I think we should definitely remember her for her talent, her personality and her story. A few years before the war a family of Russian Jewish immigrants moved to England in search of a better life. What they didn't know is that in a few years a baby born just after the war would embody that dream and become the youngest child topper in UK history. Helen Kate Shapiro was born on September 28, 1946 in Bethnal Green in the East End of London. She spent her childhood in a council flat in Clapton first and then in Victoria Park in Hackney after the age of nine. Shapiro came from quite a humble background. Her parents were peace workers in a garment factory and as they couldn't afford a record player, the only way for Shapiro to get closer to music was by playing it. Her household was extremely musical. Her mom used to play the violin and Helen soon started playing her banjolele and singing with her brother Ron in a skiffle group. Every time this girl got up on stage and started singing, all the people in the room would stop dancing and just look at her, completely amazed. And this is when she realized that's what she was born to do. She was born to be a singer. And while that might be the dream of many little girls, Helen had something that not many people her age had. An unusually beautiful, deep voice. The type of voice that would be amazing on an individual of any age, but especially incredible when it belonged to a young girl. Her school friends used to call her Foghorn. And when she was 10, she started singing with a band called Susie and the Hula Hoops with her cousin Susan and a very young Mark Bolan, who will go on to found the glam rock band T-Rex in the late 60s. During that time, another singer from London was doing rather well. Her name was Alma Cogan, but her interesting singing style earned her the nickname The Girl with a Giggle in Her Voice. She had studied at the Maurice Berman School of Modern Pop Singing a music school in Baker Street that exploded once Kogan became famous. And although Helen Shapiro wasn't that big of a fan, that school seemed like the right place to start her singing career. Her uncle saw an advert on the newspaper and took her there. I imagine her walking into the building and asking for singing lessons, completely unaware of the fact that in a year she would become one of Britain's biggest music stars. It didn't take long, in fact, before someone at Berman noticed her talent. That someone being John Schroeder, a talent scout and songwriter working for Columbia Records 
that after hearing that voice had no choice but to take her to the Abbey Road Studios and have a recorded demo of the 1926 song Birth of the Blues and right after that she got offered a record deal. Legend has it that producer Nori Paramar couldn't believe that that voice belonged to a girl, let alone to a teenager. So Helen decided to take the matter into her own hands and showed up at his office and started singing St. Louis Blues. Not long after, she recorded her debut single, The Beautiful Don't Treat Me Like a Child, written by John Schroeder and Mike Hawker. A song that is emblematic of the new youth and shows off Shapira's incredible vocal skills. And when kids all over the UK saw her singing Don't Treat Me Like a Child a few weeks later on ITV's pop music program Thank Your Lucky Stars, the single reached number three in the charts and 14-year-old Ellen Shapiro became a star. She went from having to borrow her neighbor's record player to listen to her first song to being voted Britain's top female singer. She was still in school and apparently the other girls weren't that impressed by her amazing achievements, no? What they really admired Helen for was the fact that she knew Cliff Richard. How crazy her life must have been. She was top of the bill at the London Palladium and the next day she was back in school. In that same 1961, she released the ballad You Don't Know and probably her biggest hit, Walking Back to Happiness, which funnily enough, she didn't even really like. They both reached number one and quickly sold more than a million copies each. This meant that by the time Shapiro was 15, she already had two gold discs. When I was 15, I was setting my selfies as wallpaper of all the laptops at the Apple store. After Walking Back to Happiness, she released another single, Tell Me What He Said, that went straight to the top 10 in the beginning of 1962. And if history taught us something, is that when you're an overnight success or successful in any type of way, the next step is always making a movie. And that's what happened when she appeared in the film Play It Cool alongside Billy Fiore. She would then go on to star with Craig Douglas in It's Trad Dad, Richard Lester's directorial debut right before his more famous work for A Hard Day's Night and Help with the Beatles. All this was happening in 1962, which is also when she released Little Miss Lonely, her last top 10 single. So incredible success, done. Films, done. It was now time to headline a national tour. And among the 10 acts supporting her between February and March 1963, one was definitely catching everyone's eyes and ears, The Beatles. They were already fairly famous in the UK and it was during these months that they were recording their very first album, Please Please Me. And it was also during this tour that they wrote their next single, From Me To You. In a few months, they would become the most famous band in the whole world and the biggest group of all time. During that tour though, they were still a supporting act and these were the songs on their short set list. Chains, Keep Your Hands Off My Baby, A Taste Of Honey, Please Please Me, Love Me Do, and beautiful dreamer. They even wrote Misery especially for Shapiro but her producer ended up turning it down without even consulting her. They probably thought Lennon and McCartney? I don't want my artist to sing a song written by two scruffy nobodies. Misery as we know ended up in Please Please Me but how awesome would it have been if Helen recorded her own version? The Beatles became good friends with her, who, despite being the main act of the tour, was also way younger than the lads from Liverpool, and just like many girls her age, had a massive crush on John Lennon. 
They were respectful and really quite protective of me, especially John, she mentioned in an interview with the Liverpool Echo. Although he was cheeky, of course, everyone knows that, and he was always pulling faces out of the coach window. One crazy story happened when the tour hit Carlisle. After playing the ABC cinema on the 8th of February, Helen Shapiro, the Beatles and the entertainer Kenny Lynch headed to the Crown and Mitre for a drink. Oh well, simply a cup of tea for Helen. They were in the lobby first and then proceeded to the buffet table. After that, the group hit the dance floor. Helen recounted in the book Legends on Tour, the pop package tour of the 1960s. I think I was twisting with Ringo. There were these ladies with their long gowns who made a beeline for the Beatles in the leather gear. Then suddenly this guy came over, a much older man. And he was huffing and puffing, getting red in the face. He ordered us to leave. Who invited you? He asked. It was a shame really because nobody seemed to have a problem with us apart from that one bloke. And so yeah, essentially they got kicked out. And the saddest part in all this is that soon after, the Daily Express picked up the story and that obviously left poor Helen in shock. Especially at that time, when you're 16, you really don't want national newspapers talking about you being kicked out of clubs, accompanied by four scruffy musicians. And even after the Beatles made it big, they stayed good friends with her. She recalled John Lennon used to make her cups of tea when they were recording at the same time at Abbey Road. And not long after the tour they did together, the Beatles and Shapiro took part in the program Ready Steady Go, where they performed different sketches, including one where Shapiro is singing Look Who It Is to John, George and Ringo, all lined up in front of her. And if you're like me and you were wondering where was Paul during that time, I think he was um, preparing to judge a contest, which was another little scene that was included in the program and he was probably preparing for that at that moment. Although I would have loved to have that scene with Helen and all the four Beatles. Right after that, she toured in Australia and the Far East and even flew to the States where she appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show and also recorded her album, Helen in Nashville, which interestingly enough included the first ever recording of the song, It's My Party. A few months later, as we know, Leslie Gore recorded and released It's My Party as a single and it became a massive success and unfortunately for Helen, when she finally released it as a single six months after, everyone thought she was covering Gore's song. The big era of beat music, though, was about to begin. British music was now conquering America and the world, and in the UK, new female singers with more updated looks and music styles like Sandy Shaw, Lulu, Scylla Black and Dusty Springfield started to emerge, leading Helen Shapiro's career to decline at the end of her teenage years. She continued touring in smaller venues and occasionally appeared on TV programs to sing her songs, but she decided to stop touring in 1972. Shapiro rediscovered her love for performing a few years later with jazz music, touring extensively with Humphrey Littleton, and also her love for acting, mainly in musicals like Oliver on London's West End, Cabaret and Seesaw. She has even performed in her own one-woman show called Simply Shapiro, which ran between 1999 and 2002, and since 2015 she is in a gospel trio called Hebron alongside Chrissy Rogers and Simon Elman. If we don't consider little Jimmy Osmond, who in 1972 scored a number one with his long-haired lover from Liverpool when he was nine years old, which is a bit creepy if you ask me, Helen Shapiro is still to this day the youngest British person to ever score a number one in the UK. It is sad in a way that she became old, while she was sometimes even younger than most new singers. 
Did she appear on the scene too soon? What would her career have been like if only she had started a few years later? Or if she had started in America? Or if she had made it in America? Or was this maybe some sort of Shirley Temple syndrome? The audience couldn't understand what to do with an immensely talented young girl equipped with an unusually deep voice that, believe it or not, was growing up and couldn't clearly be placed in the right demographic for the music industry. She was too young to be old and yet her style got old within months, unfortunately. And it's really a shame because she got better and better even if obviously it was amazing seeing a young girl singing so deeply her voice was always amazing as i was saying before and it's really a shame that she didn't make it in america because maybe if she did today we would be remembering her a little bit more so when you're thinking about all the great singers that we've had here in the uk or in the world in general please remember little Helen Shapiro. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it. And let me know, did you know about her? Or have you just discovered her? I absolutely love Helen Shapiro. And I think we should be talking a lot more about her. Please follow me on social media. Let me know if you like the podcast. I'm on Instagram as the Cat's Whisker podcast and on TikTok as the Cat's Whisker. I post a lot of extra content there. And if you want to support me, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, that would help me immensely. Thank you. And uh, until then, I'll see you next week. Ciao.